folks. Thanks again for taking the time to tune in to Upstream, the podcast that's put on by Exodus uh, Church in Bloomington. Hi, my name is Mike Richardson. Sitting across the table is the pastor of Exodus Church in Bloomington, Matt Nussbaum. Matt, thank you, buddy, for hanging out again today. I'm excited about this particular podcast. Um, I'm just going to just jump right in here. The title of it is Christians versus Followers. Christians versus followers. Now, explain a little bit what, I mean, that title, what does that mean? Well, Christians I'll start versus... off with this statement, Mike. Not okay. everyone who goes to church is a follower of Jesus. And I'll say that's true even if people that come to my church, people that go to your church, people that go to any church in this community or in this country, not everyone who goes to church is a follower of Jesus. And similar statement not everyone who calls themselves a christian is a follower of jesus you know my son will often say well that person's a christian or they believe in god and i'll often respond to him but do they follow jesus and then he has a look <laughs> on his face like no they don't and he knows what i mean because that's what jesus was concerned about he he was looking for follow me follow me the sheep know my voice and they follow me he was looking for followers not not church attenders and not people who just wanted to put the label, I'm a Christian, whatever. So that Jesus was looking for followers, and maybe we need to start defining ourselves as I'm a follower of Jesus, or I try my best to follow Jesus, instead of telling people I'm a Christian, because you can say I'm a Christian, that means 21 things to I was 20 people. Say, really, if you would ask, again, 21 people that what's a Christian, they would give you their own personal definition of what they think a Christian yeah. is. If yeah. you ask somebody that question in uh, Saudi Arabia, they'd assume that you're saying I'm an American. Right, I'm an American, exactly. right. I believe in democracy, and I have a lot of money. That's what a Christian <laughs> is. So right. I actually got some of these ideas from a, a guy who had been a missionary for a number of years in the Muslim world, and he just said he never started conversations by saying he was a Christian. He always started conversations by saying, I, I try to be a follower of Jesus. And that's biblical to do it that way. Well, you're, you have to be saying that. I'm kind of not being facetious, but I'm, I, I, you got to be saying that there are people that sit in your church in Exodus of Bloomington and people that sit in my church that attend regularly that are not true followers of Christ. You've got to be saying that if there's a difference between churchgoers and followers of Christ. Are you saying they're lost? Is, are we getting this serious with well, it? Well, God didn't give me the Lamb's Book of Life to write in, so I don't know. Okay, fair but enough. I do know what Jesus said, and he said over and over, he talked about following him, and he said, if you love me, you'll obey me. So with Jesus, whenever he used the word follow, it was almost congruent with obey. Obedience, okay. You obey me, obey my, what I have to say, obey my commandments. And somebody might, you might jump our, our, back to the Old Testament, 10 commandments, and yes, I think that, but also Jesus said things like, love your enemies, don't judge others, forgive others, heal the sick, tithe, don't be afraid, don't worry. Um, Invite the poor, crippled, lame, and blind. Love one another. He even said to keep the commandments. So Jesus was never discounting the Old Testament commandments. So Jesus, if we're going to follow Jesus, we need to understand how he can empower us to do those things he told us to do. Because that's what Jesus said. I'm. He wanted people that would follow him, not just... In the New Testament, there were always the crowds and then there were the followers. And sometimes the crowds mm -hmm. would go away because it was just too hard. Right, right. Too hard to hear about. I'm supposed to forgive somebody who's hurt me? You're crazy, Jesus. Right. So so I, I think I, I actually have been challenging myself and I challenged our church recently to start defining themselves as followers of Jesus. 
instead of simply Christians or if a friend or neighbor, you don't need to force it in the conversation or a friend or neighbor says, well, you're religious, aren't you? Mm -hmm. I think a great response is, I don't know what you mean by religious, but I do my best to try to follow Jesus. Because following Jesus has a very clear connotation. Being a Christian or I go to church or I'm religious, I don't know what that means. Right. I was going to say, if someone says, well, wait a minute, what, what does that mean? Now that's your opportunity to answer that question. If you say, I don't know if I'm religious, I'm a follower of Christ. And if you say that, you know the person's going to go, okay, what, what, what do you mean by that exactly? So what, I mean, what are people yeah. supposed to say to that? We're not just trying to change labels. If all we're doing is going, no longer say no, that you're no, no, a Christian, no. say no. that you're a follower of Christ. Yeah. That's just semantics. And I know a lot of people yeah. say Christ followers and those are good terms, but if, if I, I like to say I'm a follower of Jesus. And if somebody says, what do you mean by that? I'd say, well, if you follow somebody, you, you do what they say. And when Jesus tells me to love my enemies, mm -hmm. when he tells me to do good to those who hate me, when he tells me uh, to forgive others, when he tells me to go and be reconciled to those I've had broken relationships with, when he tells me to be generous and give to those in need, when he tells me to welcome the poor, crippled, lame, and blind, when he tells me to let my yes be yes and stop being manipulative in how I'm talking to people, when he tells me to obey the commandments, honoring my parents, being sexually pure, those kind of things, if I'm following Jesus, those things are like super important to me. <laughs> I'm listening to that list and I'm starting to wonder if I'm even a Christian. I mean, that that list is, that's man, that's pretty good. Well, those those are simply, it's, that's not all of it, but that's a lot of, those are direct quotes I took from the New Testament oh, of, of Jesus course. saying those things. So when Jesus said, if you love me, you'll obey me, and following and obeying him were, were seen as one thing. You, you can't be a follower of Jesus and not obey him. And let me say that one more time, because that's good for me to hear. You cannot be a follower of Jesus unless you are obeying Jesus. But as pastors, Matt, we are to encourage people to follow Christ. What did he do? What did he say? Do what he said to do. Yes. And that's what you're saying. Well, and I think you know, there are people, if you kind of imagine a, a circle drawn on a piece of paper, there are people inside the circle that we think, well, they've uh you know they've prayed the prayer or whatever whatever lingo whatever, you want to yeah. use and they're in um but yet they might not be currently following jesus but there's somebody down the street from you who doesn't go to church anywhere but they're really trying to understand what it means to follow jesus my question would be who's better off i don't know because hmm. jesus is looking for followers not church members mm -hmm. and somebody might say well but wait a minute if they prayed the prayer to receive christ i'd be like what well, I don't know all of that. Right. I just know what Jesus says is, uh, do you follow me? Some, one time somebody was asking me about another person. They said, do you think he's a Christian? And I said, well, if you're asking me if he has done what your particular organization thinks needs to be done and the right kind of prayer and what to say, I don't know. If you're telling me if he is, he's a, he loves Jesus, he tries to love his enemies, he's very generous, he's kind, he embodies the spirit of Jesus in his life, and he does, he tries to obey Jesus and all he does, then yeah, I guess he is a Christian. But it depends on how you define Christian. Mm -hmm. Christian means I check the box on this prayer list, I check the box on this prayer card. But if Christian means that, that's one thing. If Christian means no, I'm. I'm doing my best to understand how to follow Jesus and do what he said to do. I think, um, I don't think this now, but when I was younger um, in my Christian walk, I, I don't think the church meant to teach it like this, Matt, but it was, it kind of come across this way and there were a bunch of boxes there that you had to check off. Okay, so you just listed a whole thing. It's like, well, okay, I, I give a little, 
I uh, I go to Sunday school. I do that a little. I'm generally kind to most people. I and so you go down through the list and you can kind of check some of these off. But then there's one that you just like. I forgive those. And I said, well, you don't know. I I just can't wrap my head around it. But I got five so out of six. They got five, got five out, out of six. six. Now, does that make me a Christian? But that that's the concept that we have is just like it's this list. But yeah. that's not what you're saying. Well, no, I think Jesus would walk into the church and tear up our lists. Because huh. the list is kind of a behavior kind of thing, which was totally what the Pharisees were all about. Look what I'm doing. I mean, they prayed. They knew scripture better than there anybody you go. else. They tithed even the, the mint and dill coming out of their garden. Exactly. But Jesus said, <laughs> their hearts are far, far from me. They weren't following. They didn't follow. They, they didn't follow the heart of God. They didn't follow Jesus when he came to the earth. So it's more about following. I mean, like I said, when Jesus said, if you love me, you obey me. If you love me, you obey me. You can't you can't follow Jesus and not love him. If you do, then you're, I don't know what what to call you. I think the, the concept, if you're trying to have that list, okay, I'm just going thinking through people in my ministry that I've gone through. The idea is how close you can get to that and check that box off. But it's like, um... I'm generally kind. If, if you're not kind to everybody and you've got problems with somebody, the point is not to check off the box. You're supposed to try to work on loving everybody to forgive those who wronged you. Maybe you can't wrap that around right now. Maybe you just can't, Matt. You just, you just, you're so angry and embittered because of whatever's going You just can't get there. We're not saying, well, you're not part of the kingdom, but the, your heart should be, I know I'm not there. And I'm trying to yeah. get there. Yeah, it's not It's not at all about perfection. It's about openness of heart so go. the Holy Spirit can do things in your life. Right. I mean, I, uh, I, one of my favorite authors uses the phrase, he said, you know, sometimes you may not say, well, I want to forgive this person. But maybe the best you can say is, well, I, I want to want to forgive this person. There you go. Maybe the best you can say is, I want to want to want to. But if you at least offer that to Jesus, that's how we change because Jesus can take that and start transforming us. So I, I, I think the whole idea of, you know, Another thing I'll just add too is, uh, I think a lot of American Christians, and at times this has been me, feel like their Christian experience doesn't match up at all to what the Bible says when it, Jesus talks about fullness of joy, peace the world can't take away, mm. contentment, courage. We we see that and we're like, that's not me. And I think it's because we don't understand that what precedes that is you got to follow him. Jesus said, if you obey me, do what I say, then I will love them. My father will love you and I will show myself to you. Right. So it's like people are like, well, I don't, I feel like I don't really, I'm not enjoying the Christian life. It may or may not be because you're not following, but Jesus himself said, if you want to understand intimacy with me and the father and have that kind of fullness of joy and peace and courage and generosity and mercy, it starts with, you obey what I have to say. Yeah. And it's not like it's not like legalism. It's not like, you know, bland uh, obedience. It's doing the things he said we could and should do, like love your enemies, be generous, give your money, uh, love the poor. Those are the things Jesus said we could do and should do with his help. Right. With his help. Well, as I was going through this, I wrote down a couple of these things. I thought if you're sitting there in the church and you're, or the podcast, you're listening to this, it's like, well, am I really a churchgoer or am I really a follower of Jesus? And so I've made this little list. See what you think about this. All right. <laughs> a, um, a Christ follower is relationship oriented, but a churchgoer is strictly attendance 
oriented. It means they, a church going to church attendance is much more important than having relationships. It's a box. With it's a box to check. It, it is. Yeah. Yeah. When you uh, uh, a Christ follower, when you open your Bible, you're expecting to learn something new. But a churchgoer is just constantly trying to remember something that they've learned prior. Their, their yes, hope is yes. not learned. Again, it's not a box. It's just something. It's a, it's a it's a heart condition, an idea of, of what you should be going for. Does yes. that make sense? Okay. Um, follow a Christ follower. Following Christ, Matt, is non-negotiable. But a churchgoer, the attendance is honestly, it's it's optional. Yeah, Jesus never gave the, if you were going to follow him, it was like an all or nothing kind of thing. As much as you know of yourself, it was all or nothing. Right. You know, a um, Christ follower, they grow up to serve, but yet a churchgoer simply shows up for service times. They don't, they're not looking to serve. They're not trying yeah. to grow to serve. They just show up when the door opens because that's what you do as a churchgoer. You yeah. got, you got to show up. Yes, 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 yes. I think here's one that I wrote this down, that those, the Christ followers, they seek to encourage people, but churchgoers constantly are seeking encouragement for themselves. They need that positive affirmation. They need that kind of, I'll sort of say Joel Osteen kind of positive mentality thing, but they need some kind of encouragement where a Christ follower, their goal is to encourage others. Well, Jesus himself said that if, if you follow me and you some of the Holy Spirit, he said, you become like this wellspring of living water that springs out of you and you'll be, you'll be outwardly focused. You'll be refreshing other people. Yes. So if you follow Jesus, you become that other centered, I give life to other people kind of person. Now this one here, I'll be honest, Matt, this one, I wrote this one down. This one kind of hurts me. Okay. <laughs> um, just being honest here. A Christ follower seeks God's justice, but a church goer seeks human justice. And I think what I mean by that is at least in my, what my definition of that is that when somebody has wronged us or they're doing something wrong to your family, whatever you, you know, you just want God to call uh, fire, fire down, down and consume yeah. them, you know, and you yeah, want yeah, the yeah. legal system to, you know, and, but I was reading the other day on that and it's like, Jesus turned around and told those guys, you know, not what spirit you're of. I'm talking about when they serve, yes. I want you just call fire down and destroy them. And we want as Christ followers, we should want God's justice tabled with mercy but just a churchgoer who's not trying to follow that they just want the, the legal system to justice they, they want, want justice and, and and note too that the, when jesus said that he said that to, to men who were following him so sometimes we follow yes. him and we say and do things and then jesus needs to rebuke us because that's not the spirit that he wants us in us yes so he wants to be people of, of mercy and kindness and, and trusting that his justice in the end, we can trust. Well, this whole podcast, I see as a challenge to, for us really to take a look and in inventory. Are, have we just become church goers? And in this pandemic thing, we go, I know the church attendance has dropped down drastically, Matt. I was reading something yes. the other day that there's not one church that's back up to where they were. No, not even not, close. Not even, not not even none close. of the churches I know, not even close. Not, and I'm talking nationwide, not even close. So even the church goers now have turned into the church viewers if the if they yes. do on online services and some for good reasons some and, for no, understandable exactly. reasons exactly for fear and that's yeah. not that's not a statement of why they don't, yeah. or don't I'm just saying that following Christ doesn't necessarily mean going to church but if those who are just church goers Matt, that's going to drop away their relationships are going to wane they're just their Bible reading is going to fall off. 
um, even the online services church going is, is is on a steady trajectory down. I don't know if you saw the latest stats yeah. on that. Yeah, that yeah. even that's not going up now. Well, I, th- I think I, I I think this whole pandemic is. I don't think God caused it. I don't. I mean, I, I don't know that. I don't necessarily know, but I do think God can has is and will use this is is somewhat kind of a shakeup for the church because it shakes us to understand what who are we and if we're followers of Jesus. Church attendance, yeah, it's good, it's important, it's healthy. We're supposed to gather together. But I think it's going to start separating um, those of us who follow Jesus or seek to follow Jesus from those who maybe uh, are just church attenders. You know, I'm, not, I'm not making any comment about those who are staying away because of COVID legitimate concerns. But I, I do think, um, and maybe it's a really good thing, that God is purifying his church. Because, again, mm-hmm. I think God cares way more— he, of course, he cares more about the church than he does our culture. Right. He doesn't care about the American political system. To one <laughs> no. nth of a degree of what he cares about, his bride, his body, the men, yes. men and women who are the body of Christ, he cares about our purity. He cares about whether we follow him. And if we, if the church would simply be the church that Jesus wants us to be, we would radically change the culture. Final word on this. Speak to the person, Matt. And this is, again, this is where I was 30 some years back early on in Christ, it was a bunch of rules and regs and boxes to check off. And I was constantly feeling like I was never getting to that standard. So you've got this person, they, they, Matt, they love God. They know that something's happened in their life, but because of their particular church, denomination, family background, fill in the blank, they cannot get over. I can't get these boxes checked. God is uh, clearly God is angry because when Jesus said, my yoke is easy, my burden's light. What a joke. I'm, I'm so laden down. What a peace that passes all understanding. What a joke. I'm miserable. It's got to be because I'm not a follower of Christ. Speak to that person. Well, I think what we we, what we tend to fall into two categories, and I, I'm the same way. When things aren't going right in our lives or what the way we think are right, we think one of two things. Either A, God's holding back. Mm-hmm. That was a lie that Satan told Adam and Eve in the garden. God's holding back on you. And then we start, stop, start doubting God. So we either think God's holding back. Or the second option, and the only remaining option in our mind is, I must be blowing it. Correct. So we're, we're when we look at our lives and see it doesn't doesn't match up to the peace and joy and courage and generosity of the New Testament church, we think, well, either God's holding out on me or I'm blowing it. But there is another option for those who are following Jesus, and it's simply... You are what God made you to be. You're you're going down the journey. God's not holding anything back from you. Self condemnation and I'm blowing it is a, is a tool of the enemy as well. Right. But we need to be reminded. No, Jesus is with me. Jesus is with me. He walks with me. He walks me through this. But if you're if you're in that cat if you're falling in those either one of those categories, you just think, well, my life is is this way because either God's holding out or I must be blowing it. Let me at least encourage you to consider the third option, which is Jesus may be with you right in the middle of that. And he's, he still loves you. He's not condemning you. He wants to be with you. He wants you to be fully alive, awake, and free. And uh, you may not be blowing it. it may, yeah, maybe like me, there's times around life that God needs to confront me on some issues in my life. I need to deal with that, get it behind me, walk to follow Jesus. But uh, often it's simply just self-condemnation that is usually the voice of the enemy in our lives. So I'd encourage people to Jesus walks with us. He wants to be close. Yes, we need to follow him, but he, even if we don't follow him, sometimes he, he walks right beside us anyway. Right. He never abandons. He never leaves us. But we we have to be reminded of that, that in the midst of 
hardship, difficulty, frustration, and even self-condemnation, we need to hear the voice of Jesus more than anything else in those times. You've been listening to Upstream, the media outreach of Exodus Church in Bloomington, Indiana. Thanks for listening.